0: Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner. Today, we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. If you didn't hear yesterday's program, please go to the archives or order the series because you don't want to miss what I taught yesterday. But today is just going to be wonderful. And today we're going to discuss what do you do if your assignment just seems impossible? Well, if it's impossible, it means God's going to get all the glory and he loves to give us impossible assignments. You can do it because the power of God will flow through you. Hey, we're talking about the Christian faith, which is based on a resurrection. That was impossible. But when God faced an impossible situation, He didn't bow to it, He just changed it. He is the God of the impossible. And what looks impossible to you is not impossible to Him. And that's why Jesus said, All things are possible to Him that believeth. God is just waiting for you to say yes. And past the point of no return, dare to step across the raging waters of the Jordan in your life to step into God's promised land for you. Say amen. But hey, we're here to pray for you. So please let us know how to pray for you. Just give us a call or send us your email. My friends, that is not a trite statement. We are really people of prayer. We know what it means to need prayer. And when we call people and ask for prayer, we really mean we need prayer. And if you reach out to us, I guarantee you, you will meet us as praying people and we will really join together with you in prayer for God to move as you need. But hey, we're offering my brand new series, which is called The Point of No Return. And it comes with a great study guide. And we're also offering you my book by the same title. And today I'm going to be teaching from this book again, The Point of No Return. And the back of the book says, Adventure beyond anything you've ever imagined awaits you. It is just so good. But at the end of the program, my announcer is going to tell you how you can get all of these things and more. But I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned
1: for a teaching you can trust. A message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the
0: Word of God. Here is Rick. Hey, reach for your Bible. We always use the Bible in this program. Proverbs 10.31 says, The lips of the righteous feed many. And we know our assignment is to teach the Bible to many. And today, we're going to return to Joshua chapter one. I've been living in Joshua chapter one for many, many years because it's such an example to me of passing the point of no return. There came a moment when Joshua had to stop thinking about his future and it was time for him to take action. And that's what we're going to see today. So turn to Joshua chapter one. And today we're going to begin in verse two, where the Bible says, Moses, my servant is dead. That means the past was over. Joshua could not go back. All he could do was go forward, and that's why God said, Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan. That was his first ministry assignment. Go over this Jordan. Lead the children of Israel across the Jordan River into the land of promise. Well, that might seem like a very simple task, but let me read to you from my book. At that particular time, the Jordan was at flood stage. (laughs) Its raging waters were overflowing from its banks and its currents were dangerously wild. And because Joshua's promotion was still so new, the Israelites were probably wondering if he had any leadership ability at all. And when he told them they were going to cross the large flooding river, they probably thought that their doubts about him were right I can almost hear them saying, and you know the children of Israel tend to doubt and to waver, but I can hear them say, lead us across the Jordan right now. Don't you realize that the river is a flood stage? Where is your mind? Do you intend to tell us that God actually told you to lead us across a river at this exact time? What kind of God would tell you to do such a crazy thing? Joshua, it's not logical. The children of Israel were no strangers to the miraculous demonstrations of God's power. Under Moses, they had seen the Red Sea part so they could walk across on dry land to the other side, but that was Moses, not Joshua. And in the minds of the Israelites, there was surely no way that Joshua could ever be the kind of leader that Moses was. And by the way, this is always the problem with a new pastor. If a church has had a pastor for 20 years, 30 years, and they've adapted to his style, and they've seen God work through him, and they've known no other pastor, it's always difficult for the next pastor. And if you look at it historically, often the next pastor doesn't last very long. You know why? Because people are comparing the new guy to the old guy. When he stands into the pulpit the first time, they've not worked the old guy out of their system. And when the new man stands in the pulpit, they say, I just don't know can he ever be like our former pastor was? I just don't know. He doesn't speak like our former pastor. He doesn't sound like our former pastor. He doesn't have the same characteristics of our former pastor. And the new guy is always compared to the old guy. That's just because of human nature. And now when Joshua stood in front of the people of Israel, it was natural for them to look at him and say, well, we know he's Joshua and he's been faithful, but he sure is not Moses So, God gave him an impossible assignment to prove that he really was God's man. This was so very important. This is precisely the reason that God initiated his leadership with a supernatural challenge. Something supernatural had to happen to prove to the people that he really was God's man. But if you place yourself in Joshua's shoes. How do you think you would have felt if you had just stepped into your position of leadership and God is telling you to lead all those Jews across a raging river into the promised land? Ay, ay, ay. Talk about begin your leadership with an impossible assignment. And Joshua probably would have preferred to start out with a much simpler command. (laughs) Just as teaching people the Bible or praying or helping people learn how to pray for the sick, that that was not God's plan. God laid before Joshua an awesome and daunting task to lead millions of Jews across a raging river that they did not want to cross. And very often, When God calls people into positions of leadership or notable positions, He gives them what seems to be a daunting or impossible task for two reasons. Number one, The people need to see that the anointing is upon him. And number two, the man himself needs to see that the anointing is upon him. He needs that confidence himself. And when you take a step of faith and the waters part, you see the power of God. It sends a signal to the people that you really are God's man. And it sends a signal to you that you really are in the right place. I always think about many, many years ago when Denise and I first moved our family to the former Soviet Union. And God told me to construct a new church building in the city of Riga. Well, that may sound like a very simple task. However, in the city of Riga, due to communist rule for 55 years in the Republic of Latvia, a church building had not been built in Riga for 55 years. Years, an entire generation had never seen a new church building constructed. In Riga, there were a lot of churches, but they were historical. They were from the Middle Ages, they were pre revolutionary churches, but a new church had never been constructed. And this was such a monumental event, I was summoned to a national convocation of architects. To discuss what we were going to do. And I sat in that room and listened to all the architects, including the leading architect of the nation, who said, I heard this myself, well, in our generation, we've built a lot of buildings, but we have never seen a church built. So, what should a church look like in our generation? I sat there and I thought, this is amazing. These architects have never seen a church building. Constructed. And when I announced to our church that we were going to construct a building, I could feel gasps in the auditorium because people immediately said, How are you going to do this? Back in those days, There was not even private property. Well, to build a building, first you have to own property. Where were we going to find property? There wasn't private property back in those days. And how were we going to get through all the red tape and the bureaucracy and layers and layers of layers of communistic thinking, which was still in our land? And do you know what I did that day? To make the announcement... I brought a big shiny chandelier from the United States because there were none to buy where we were because of all the deficits of the land at that time. I put it under a big blanket on the stage, and before the service began, people were saying, what is that? What's under that covering? And finally, when I announced we were going to build our building, I pulled the covering off of it. They saw the shiny chandelier, and I said, this is going to hang in our new building. It was a symbol of my faith. I actually had people get up and walk out of the auditorium because they thought I'd lost my mind. How are you going to build a building in our society where there are no materials to purchase for building, where we are in a financial deficit, people don't even have money to buy food, and you are going to build a building? So I relate to Joshua. God gave me an impossible task. And guess what? When we built that building and sealed the deal and dedicated that structure... It sent a message that Brother Rick really knows the voice of God. That's what it communicated to others. And it communicated to me, hey, I really know the voice of God and I'm on track and the Lord is with me. And for that reason, many times when people step into a new position, God gives them something impossible to do. And that may be true with you. But after the Jordan River parted and the children passed through on dry ground, no one including Joshua questioned Joshua's anointing again, that supernatural move of God validated him in the eyes of the entire nation. And I'm going to read to you this next paragraph. Listen to this because I really want you to understand this. You need to order this book. There is a human negativism that causes people to sit back and watch when someone takes a step of faith while speculating about that person's potential failure. (laughs) They may verbally express support to that person, but inwardly they often harbor private Reservations. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 10 that often our faith becomes a spectacle. That word spectacle, the Greek word theatron, is the word where we get a theater. When you make a declaration of faith that you're going to do something, guess what? People buy a ticket to the performance. They sit in their seats and they watch you. And they debate among themselves well, let's see, did he really hear from God? hmm, is he really able to do this? Do you think he has the stamina to carry this all the way to the end? They watch to see if you're going to trip, if you're going to stumble, if you're going to make a statement that doesn't turn out right. It's amazing. People love to watch a performance. And when you declare you're going to do something, It's quite a show for people to watch. So if people buy a seat to the show to watch you, make sure you give them the show of their life. Let them see how faith really works. Again, people like to hang back and watch for your next move. If your step of faith fails... Or if you don't follow through on your commitment, they may conclude that you can't really hear the voice of God or that your vision was bigger than your faith. But if they see you follow through on what you said you were going to do and you accomplish something noteworthy that bears great fruit, you'll win their respect and you'll win their hearts. And the next time you announce you're going to do something that sounds outrageous and wild, they'll be much more inclined to believe you. I'll just be honest. There are some people who've told me they're going to do this and 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 they've never done anything. They start projects and they never finish projects. So when they tell me they're going to do another project, I tend to not believe them. People need to see you follow through. They need to see you have a victory, especially if you're stepping into your promised land and people are watching you do what you say you're going to do, accomplish what God has told you to accomplish. The parting of the Jordan not only established the people's confidence in Joshua, but it also built Joshua's confidence in himself. And my friends, it's true that when you see something done, When you see a really impossible task accomplished, it builds confidence in you that you can do anything God has ever called you to do. And it's so important for you to follow through and let the power of God flow through you. Don't back away until you have fulfilled the mission. And don't be afraid to accept the new assignment. The task before you may look large. It may look overwhelming. It may even seem outrageous to you, but... If God called you to do something, He has equipped you and He has anointed you to do it. Look at me. I understand this. God has told me to do so many things that were outrageous. For example, when God told me to begin TV ministry in the lands of the former Soviet Union, no one had ever done that. My mind said, what are you doing? You don't even speak Russian yet. This was 30 years ago. And you're going to go negotiate for TV time in stations that have never sold TV time? There was no capitalism in this part of the world during communism. TV time had never been sold to foreign broadcasters. And for me to go in and negotiate with communist deputies who were atheists, and I'm asking to broadcast a program about the Bible and about God, it was all outrageous. But I knew that's what I was supposed to do. So rather than just sit on the banks and look at the other side and wonder what it's going to be like on the other side in the promised land, I knew it was time for me to do some walking. I had to get up. I had to put my feet into the water, begin to take my steps of faith and believe that God's power was going to make it all happen. But God was not going to do it without me. It required my participation. Wow, this is really, really important. And I want to tell you that adventure awaits you on the other side. Adventure beyond anything you've ever imagined. Wow, that's amazing to me. So it's time for you to do what God is telling you to do. But listen to this. Oh, this is so very, very important. God said to Joshua, I will give you and the children of Israel every place where you place the sole of your foot. He exactly said in Joshua chapter 1 verse 3, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. Now, a typical charismatic response would be, Hallelujah, God is going to give us the land. We've had a prophetic word that God's going to do this, and God's going to do this, and God's going to do this. I just claim that by faith. But that is not what God said what did God say? He importantly said, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. It was the equivalent of God saying, I'm giving you the land. That is, every place you put the sole of your foot is yours, which means this promise and this prophecy was not unconditional. God was going to give it to them as they put their foot upon it. God was telling them As long as you sit here on this side of the Jordan and simply look at the promised land, it isn't yours and it never will be yours. But if you'll cross the river and if you'll put your foot on the opposite bank, I'll give you that first piece of land as you step on it. And as you move ahead and place your feet on the next piece of land, I'll give that to you as well. Every place that you put the soles of your feet, it will become yours. And honestly, this is the mercy of God because if God had given them the whole thing at once, they wouldn't have even known what they were getting. They wouldn't have known the blessings of the land, the nutrients of the land, the rivers of the land, the vegetation of the land. They wouldn't have known about the giants of the land, the problems of the land. They would have just received the land with no knowledge about it and therefore with no abilities to manage it. They wouldn't even known what they got. But God is so wise that he gives us a vision and then he says, I'm going to give it to you, but you're going to take it one foot at a time. And by the time the children of Israel had walked from the beginning to the end, by the time they'd put their foot on every piece of that land, they knew that land. They were pros. They were experts at that land. They knew the positive things, the negative things. They knew about the fruit. They knew about the giants. They knew that land from the beginning to the end because they stepped across it. And with every step they took, God gave it to them. And that's God's promise to you. He may place before you a vision and say, I'm going to give this to you, but He's not going to give it to you all at once. You're going to take it one step at a time. That means you have to continually be reliant upon Him to help you take the next step. And it means God's going to give it to you over a period of time so that you can manage it well. It's God's mercy not to give you everything you want all at once. But by the time you put your foot on it, and you walk across that dream, and you walk across that hope, and you walk across that expectation, you will really be in a position to know what God is giving you and to manage it and to control it very, very well. That is the mercy of God. And hey, this is what God did with Joshua and with the children of Israel. What mercy of God not to give us everything we want all at once. But the first step was for them to pass The raging waters of the Jordan River, that seemed like it was so impossible, but that's what God was requiring Joshua to do. And my friends, when God calls you to pass the point of no return, your first assignment may seem daunting. It may look like the raging waters of the Jordan River, but if you'll do like Joshua and the children of Israel and put your feet in the water, the waters will part. But God did not part the waters until... They put their feet in it. And when you step forward by faith to do what God has told you to do and part, past the point of no return, when you do your part, God will do his part. He'll part the river in front of you. I remember years ago, the Lord said to me, Rick, write, 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 and I'll bless what you write. I understood my part was to write. That was my part. The other part I couldn't do. God said, I'll bless what you write. If I didn't write, there was nothing for God to bless. But he said, if you write, I'll bless it. So I begin to write and God did the part I can't do. And that's what he'll do for you. You need to do what he's telling you to do. Even if it seems impossible, he'll step in, he'll do his part and you will step into your promised land. But right now, my announcer is going to tell you about what we're offering you today and a few other things. And then I'll be back and I want to pray for you. Many
1: people know what they're supposed to do, but at times the path to get there is like crossing the raging waters of the Jordan River at flood stage. They just don't know how to get from where they are to where they need to be. In this series, The Point of No Return, Rick takes us into the life of Joshua to learn how he stepped across the Jordan into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And God has a fabulous future waiting for you too. But to get there, you must make a decision to pass the point of no return. In this insightful 10-part series, you'll learn. God is waiting for you to take the big leap into your promised land. God doesn't choose people by accident. What to do if your assignment seems impossible. How to understand your boundaries and perimeters. The five primary reasons people fail. This faith-filled series is available in digital or physical format, starting at just $20. We're also offering the accompanying book, The Point of No Return, for $15. In his classic and updated message, Rick presents a clear, no-nonsense approach to help you prepare for and carry out each new assignment God gives you in pursuit of His purpose for your life. Don't miss these exciting offers. The series, The Point of No Return and the companion book, The Point of No Return. Call the number on your screen now, or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
2: In a culture where Santa seems to overpower the reason for the season, it's time to return to the true meaning of Christmas. In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, the Rest of the Story, Rick uncovers the stunning details of the nativity story you have never heard. Details like who exactly was Joseph, the father of Jesus? Why did God choose Mary? What was the star that guided the wise men? Who were the wise men who came to see Jesus? How far did they travel? And what was the value of the gifts they brought to Christ? Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas the Rest of the Story invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across decorated pages in a coffee table size format. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you will receive the eternal story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this timeless keepsake. This is a sweeping portrait of the Christmas story, allowing readers to reflect on why Jesus came at the dawn of the first century and ultimately the reason for his birth. With stunning illustrations and nearly 300 pages, your family can create a tradition that will last for generations. Great as a gift or enhancing your own traditions, Pre-order the book today. Christmas, the rest of the story for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer.
0: This is Rick Renner and my friends right now. We're in the very middle of our ministry expansion project. It's three phases. Phase one was building the new studio in Moscow. You helped us do that. Thank you. Phase two was finishing the interior of the studio. You helped us do that. Thank you. Now we're in phase three, which is retiring the debt on the ministry headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our ministry has never had debt. The reason we've been able to do what we've done is because we've never had to service debt. When we built our building in Riga, we did it cash. When we built the building in Moscow, it is amazing that we were able to do it with cash. And now we want to retire the debt on the Tulsa headquarters building so we can liberate all that money to really take the teaching of the Bible around the world. You know, it's never about buildings. It's about having an anchor where the Word of God can go forth. And in that Tulsa facility, we're taking calls from people who are literally calling us from all over the world and from that facility. We're producing TV programs, social media, We're fulfilling orders for books and giving away thousands and thousands of different resources to people who are reaching out to us because they believe that we provide teaching they can trust. And it's very important that we retire that debt as quick as possible because it will liberate funds for the preaching of the word to the ends of the earth. And that is what we're called to do. And today I want to ask you to please continue to be a part of our giving team so we can retire the debt on the Tulsa building and then we'll be finished with a ministry expansion project. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for becoming a part of the giving team. And I want to tell you, you can do whatever God is telling you to do, but he's waiting for you to take the first step. If he's told you what to do, then you need to step forward, even if you feel like you're putting your foot into the raging waters of the Jordan River. But God will get involved. He'll part the river and make a way for you to get to the other side. And when you get to the other side, don't expect that everything's going to happen all at once, because God's going to give you your dream and your vision one step at a time you have to be patient and ask the holy spirit to teach you as you take those steps of faith. But I'm speaking to you for my brand new series which is just so encouraging even to me. I want you to have it. It's a 10-part series called The Point of No Return, tackling your next new assignment with courage and with common sense and it comes with a study guide. And we're offering you my book by the same title, The Point of No Return. The back of the book says, "Adventure beyond anything you've ever imagined." awaits you. And my friends, that is the truth. You just need to pass the point of no return. Let us know how to pray with you. We'd love to pray with you for the courage and common sense you need to get where you're supposed to go. And Father, we thank you right now for the anointing of the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. You say that we have an anointing that dwells in us and it teaches us. And Holy Spirit, we ask you to teach us how to take every necessary step of faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're going to come back tomorrow, and tomorrow is really, really going to be exceptional. Please join me, but remember Ecclesiastes 8.4 that says, where the word of a king is, there is power.
1: Thank you for watching this broadcast. For more information on product resources or to learn how you can partner with this ministry, please connect with us at renner.org. Also, please be sure to visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.